The Arizona Coyotes season woes continue as they remain winless five games through their NHL season, 2021-2022 season. Uh, And now they go on to face one of the most difficult road trips that they'll face, starting with Florida. We'll break down that game today, as well as take a look down the I-10 to see what the baby Coyotes, the Tucson Roadrunners, have been doing in their American Hockey League season, all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik, right next to me that way. Um, those who are watching it. Um, the the video is flipped for me, so it's weird. Anyways, welcome to the show. This is Locked on Coyotes. Uh, what a weekend it's been. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Maybe better weekend than the Coyotes had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Not has not been a good weekend for Coyotes fans, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I spent the weekend watching horror movies. It was slightly less scary than watching the Coyotes play, uh, so that was fun. I spent the weekend working, and then a Sunday I spent in self quarantine because I had to get COVID tested. Hooray! <laughs> oh um, yeah, that's always fun. I'm, I should be fine though. Um, I am. I am. I am vaccinated. I've been masking up. I've been doing all the stuff I had to do. But, you know, when there's exposure around, when coworkers are exposed, I want to be safer than than sorry, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's the responsible thing to do. Um, definitely good, good, uh, good on you for that. But, um, yeah, it I was at uh, the, the game on Saturday. Um, so that was fun. Um, and yeah. I, I I had to leave my house for it, and I kind of wish I didn't. Yeah, uh, that uh, that that Saturday game. I was not there. I was actually in Tucson again, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, but I've been following. I was following it, and I I thought to myself. I even told people that morning, that Saturday morning, like guys, all right, here's my picks: bet the Coyotes the cover and take the under. This is going to be a low-scoring game, but the Coyotes will prevail because obviously they need it. Um, yeah. They they should be hungry. They should want it because they are um, at that point four games through the season, o three and one. Now they are o four and one. They got some problems they got to address now. Yeah, uh, I do think the Coyotes look better than they did against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I think the Oilers still like stands out as the. Worst game that the Coyotes have played this season so far. Um, it's still early, but I saw some definite improvement. But they are having scoring issues, uh, which is very unfortunate because the Edmonton Oilers and the Islanders both played with their backup goaltenders. And you would expect those to be games where the Coyotes could, you know, generate something. Um, right. but, but no, they're getting bad puck luck. Um, they're not able to finish off on their conversions. It was so like disheartening to watch like the Coyotes play like a solid like first period out shooting the Islanders, 
and then like one turnover leads to a two on one. Cal Clarebuck uh, opens up the scoring, and all of a sudden that's all kind of for naught. You think that's probably maybe maybe one of the things that affect that that's been affecting this team the most in the first five games of the season, just the lack of confidence. Um, and because I feel that's what I, that's what I'm feeling like because. We saw the game. We saw them start off the season. I mean, except the exception of the first one, but like they looked relatively competitive through the first bit of the Blues game and through the um, the Sabers game. Like you know what? Like this team has like a com- decent competitive edge, but once something bad happens, this team kind of like clamors up to into a shell, and uh, they just look bad. Yeah, I mean. I don't necessarily want to say that was the issue uh, on Saturday, um, but that's definitely been a problem for the Coyotes, and it's going to be a problem this this whole season. Uh, when I see people talking on on Twitter, they're like, "Yeah, the Coyotes are supposed to lose," um, and that's that's kind of true, but also not. Like tanking is a very like it's a process for teams, and part of that is. They need to make sure that they have, um, you know, people in place to keep the guys in the locker room motivated, um, to make sure that they still have a reason to play. Because none of those guys are playing for like some eighteen-year-old who's going to steal their job next year. Right. They're all they're playing for themselves, for their team, for the for pride, um, and it's kind of the responsibility of Bear and like everyone else to you know, find out ways to make sure that everyone stays motivated. Um, and I don't want to say that, you know, he's doing a bad job at that. Um, it's still really early. He's still feeling out this team. He's still establishing his system. Um, but it's something to watch if the, the coaching staff, if the management can like make sure that these guys are like, you know, mentally prepared for these kind of situations, because you know, if confidence wasn't, a killer uh, against the Islanders. It definitely was against the Blues. Um, it probably was against the Oilers too. Um, so I, I would like to see them more engaged. I would like to see them be able to like kind of shake things off a little bit more because they're going to need to learn to do that this year. They're going to need to learn to shake things off. I mean, especially with the uh, the competition they have this you know in in this season. It is. I mean, you're not going up against the Pacific Division, like most of the Pacific Division teams, 90% of the time this year, or 800% of the time this year, because it's like, um, yeah, you're not going to be able to beat up on the Kings and Ducks um, and also the Blues at that time. Um, yeah. And just, 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 just run circles around them because they're just not good teams. Um, this is a whole different story because you now you have to face better teams. Yeah. Except for the Chicago Blackhawks, who are also uh, have not won a game. Uh, I just saw that they were booed after their oh. their most recent loss, their second straight home game where they were booed after a loss. Um, it's kind of it's it's funny that we're not there yet. Um, but there's also different expectations. I think. People assume the Blackhawks were going to be competitive for yeah. reasons. I'm I'm not entirely sure why. With the Blackhawks, everyone was like, "Oh, they they just picked up Seth Jones. They just got Vesna winning goaltending Mark Andre Fleury. They're back in it." Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> You're like, no, but that is a band aid for a very aging core. Um, that like 
you don't just get to have that kind of revitalization anymore in the NHL. Um, but yeah, the Canadians will be placing will be facing the Blackhawks um, in I think mid November. So you know, eventually one of them is going to win a game. Uh, the question is. Both both teams are gonna be winless by then. Still, oh, that would be awesome. I, I would. Uh, that'd be very frustrating as a as a fan watching games, but just being able to cover like two winless teams facing off against each other, uh, what's the opposite of an unstoppable force and an immovable object? One of the teams they have in between um, the. Um, yeah, so the team for the Coyotes side, I'll just say the Coyotes side because that's the one that matters to us. Yeah. Um, the Panthers, which we'll talk about later in this episode, the Lightning, the Capitals, the Hurricanes, the Flyers, the Ducks, the Kraken, the Wild. Hmm. Um, Flyers, winnable game. Sure. Depending on goaltending. Yeah. The Ducks, winnable game. The Kraken. Toss up, maybe winnable game. They have not been playing well either. Yeah. Um, the Wild, no, no. Uh, that so the, there are some chances, and I do think the Coyotes could surprise because we always see that happen. Hockey is a dumb sport that we all love, where any team could theoretically beat any team any given night. Oh, yeah. um, you get yeah. a hot goal. There was a reason. There was a reason why the Montreal Canadiens somehow made it the Stanley Cup final last year. Yes, um, and, and I think I, personally, I would like to see the Coyotes beat the Kraken just because uh, everything about the Seattle Kraken annoys me. Really? Yes. Yes. Just uh, from the name to uh, we saw their their home opener and a uh, big thing I was calling out, they were serving steak tartare at the arena. Interesting. And that is just not an arena food. Steak tartare for like $15 at, at the climate pledge arena uh i mean let's be let's let's be real what does vegas have in their concession stands you don't even want to know nah, like no. <laughs> no. uh the Gila river arena does now have a korean barbecue place that Ooh. i was i was anxious to check out turned out they didn't have any food at, during the third period so that may have been the most disappointing part of that game for me like not the score because I kind of expect the Coyotes to do badly, um, but I couldn't get Korean barbecue, uh, and that may make me sound like a hypocrite. But Korean barbecue is different than steak tartare. Now I want to have uh, uh, Korean barbecue wings. You're making me hungry for those. <laughs> well, don't want to make you hungry because uh, we still have a lot of show left to record. <laughs> we still have a lot of show left to record. Uh, we will actually go ahead and get ready to preview the Coyotes versus Panthers to start to one of the most difficult road trips that they will have to face coming up um, in just a little bit. But first, let's get a word from one of our sponsors. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. 
It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. So let's now get to the uh, the beginning of this road trip. First, before we get to the game itself, Carl, this road trip, like I said right, right before we went to the ad break, it's going to be a difficult road trip. Yeah. The Coyotes are not going to be playing easy teams. Uh, it's going to start off uh, against the tough Florida Panthers, and it's not going to get any easier. And again, like like I, you mentioned, I, I mentioned what their upcoming schedule is. Obviously, Florida tonight, which we'll break down in literally just a second. Then Tampa. Then the Capitals. Ovechkin and the Capitals. Then the Hurricanes. Then the Flyers, who again can be a dust depending on goaltending. Like, and then yeah. you finish out the road trip against Anaheim. Yeah, that Anaheim game, I, I think we're going to be anxious for it. But uh, right now, the the Panthers are pretty much the anti Coyotes. They've won all of their games, um, including one overtime win. They've been able to get consistent offense. Um, they have also gotten extremely good defense and goaltending. Um, two years ago, we were all making fun of the Sergei Bobrovsky contract. He is looking phenomenal to start off the, the season. I picked him up on fantasy because of that. I'm just like, well, if he's if he's got a streak, I'll, I'll go hold on to him for a little bit. Yeah, He is, uh, let's see, because um, I have this down. Uh, actually, I don't have his numbers right in front of me, but he has been good. Uh, there have been quite a few games where the Panthers have only allowed their opponents to score one goal, uh, including games against the Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning, who the uh, Panthers beat 4-1. And those are two of the better teams in the NHL. We have the Stanley right. Cup winners. I have his stats for, ready for you. Oh, okay. Through four games, he's got four wins, a 9-4-2 save percentage, and a 1-9-9 goals against average. Just absolutely insane. I was like, oh my God, is this the Bobrovsky we've been waiting for? <laughs> yeah. And, and even if he isn't in that, Spencer Knight has been also having an extremely good... Yeah. The, um, he was responsible for one of the, the 4-1 wins against the Lightning. Like, if you're putting rookie goaltender Spencer Knight in against the Tampa Bay Lightning... And you're the Panthers, so it's also like a big rivalry game. Like that's a big vote of confidence for the young netminder. Absolutely. So like so Florida goaltending is doing well. Um this just the team overall, like I think I'm trying to see if I can get any other any, any other skater statistics on here, but like um the, their big addition during the offseason, if people are not aware, was they got Sam Reinhardt from the Buffalo Sabres. That's right. For uh, first round pick um, and a goalie prospect because I guess the Sabres were selling low. 
I would have thought Sam Reinhart would have been worth more. Um, maybe they expected the Panthers to do worse, but eh, like that's not a big return for like a center who was consistently posting 20 goal seasons. So I'm looking at some of the players that I recognize. Um, the players I do I recognize that are um, with them, obviously, besides Reinhardt. Joe Thornton, I <laughs> forgot for a sec he was on the Florida Panthers. Oh, my. There was um, – so th- this happened uh, on Saturday. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Chara is an Islander now. Uh, <laughs> just, like, sitting in the stands with my friend, and I'm like, you see that really tall guy? That's Deo Chara. He is very old for a professional athlete, and yet he is out there looking crazy. But who else is that? Who else is on the Panthers? Uh, Alexander Barkov, Sam Bennett, uh, Kevin Connaughton, Anthony Duclair, mm. Aaron Ekblad, Patrick Hornquist, Jonathan good Huberto. Name. Good names. Uh, they no longer have former Coyote Keith Yandel. Uh, he no. is gone, uh, bought He's, out. He is now in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get a chance to see him on the road trip, but uh, – <laughs> A little bit later on the road trip. Yeah, a little bit later down the road. Um, well, apparently he's not doing so well on the uh, on the power play. But then yeah. again, are we surprised? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I just hope he keeps that Iron Man streak going. Because yeah, yeah, he, he he seems to be maybe a little bit on the decline as he's getting older happens uh we all start to kind of break down especially professional athletes and it's just a really impressive streak um speaking of iron man streak um if kessel keeps on his iron man streak throughout this week um he will pass patrick marlowe for third by the mm. end of by the end of the by the end of the road trip good for him that would be uh like there was questions on if he'd be able to to make the start of the season and he did. And he did. Uh, I can't say he's been consistently good for the Coyotes. Um, like, no one's been consistently good for the Coyotes. No. But he's had some uh, – he had a couple of good offensive nights, though. I would like to see more from him. Um, future leader who is selling himself to other teams uh, as he's looking to get traded this year. Absolutely. Um, let's get some of your thoughts on the game, though, like – tonight it's it's at, so it's a four o'clock so it's an early game for us um yeah. here like i don't get off work um assuming i may have to go to work <laughs> until uh, um five so i missed the first period but uh but anyways uh it's an early game so let's get some predictions and some thoughts it's 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 tough to say because I think the past three games we've said that the Coyotes are hungry, uh, and they are. They absolutely are. Um, I can say that I thought the Coyotes looked best against the Buffalo Sabers on the road. So maybe we get some of that road energy going. Um, Florida's a tough team, though. I do not see the Coyotes winning this one. Which no. means that they, they probably will, given I I thought they maybe had a chance in the last two. Um, but, you know, maybe they turn it around for this one. But it's it's going to be tough to, to give the Panthers their first loss of the year, especially running up against hot goaltenders, running up against, like, 
you know, consistently good offense. These are things that the Coyotes um, haven't necessarily had to face yet. Like the New York Islanders and the Edmonton Oilers played their backups and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're they not Sergei Bobrovsky. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Here are the uh, the betting lines for the game, courtesy of our friend at betonline.ag. The Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs at plus 100. Uh, money line, uh, it's minus 310 for the Florida Panthers, plus 273 for the Coyotes. And total points is at six points. Bet the over, it's minus 108. Mm. Um, like I said earlier, the uh, Panthers beat the, um, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. So... It's it's tough to imagine the Coyotes, you know, winning this game. It's it's tougher to imagine them being as defensively sound as either of those two teams either. So I don't know. I can I can see it going over um, that goal line. I can definitely see Florida just unloading and like three players get a hat trick or just something insane. I mean, I could also feel them being in like. Um, at least a little bit more lax because they're like, I mean, like they're one of the last remaining. I think if the last remaining undefeated team. Um, and it, I, I think that this is. I think this one can go under. Um, we do often kind of see teams like on the road when they're able to simplify things. They're not playing in front of the home crowd. There, there does seem to be something to that and like i said i think the coyotes you know best game was on the road so yeah maybe they they tighten things up and they're able to um keep florida from scoring too much i just i don't see them winning tonight though no. i might be my, a tough one my betting picks are um or take florida's points so the uh the point and a half so they will win by more than that uh, and the total will go under, and I'm going to make that same four to one just because why not? They have had to go to overtime once, and that was against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which again just really goes to show like the Coyotes had a relatively easy schedule and they weren't able to get it done. The Panthers were facing some of the better teams in the NHL. And consistently getting it done, so which is what made them time. at the top of the uh, at the top of the uh, the power rankings, our last week's power rankings, because like they've been winning a lot. Yeah, they've been winning a lot. They've been winning against tough competition. Um, if you're a Panthers fan, it's a it's a good time. I don't know, like how if they're a serious cup contender i don't know if anyone's gonna call him that uh but well it's too early in the season to really think about that i think i yeah. usually i usually don't go until the the uh the holiday roster freeze until i can decide cup contender or not yeah uh and, and they they don't really have like a history of going deep um and they didn't make too many changes during the off season um so but they were a good team last year and, and they were in a they were in the toughest division last year yeah, it's uh, 
it's it's gonna be interesting. It's a it's Sunbelt hockey, so I'm I'm not gonna be upset that the Florida Panthers are doing bad or doing well, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's unfortunately just like looking like it's gonna be an extremely tough game for the there's the dogs. Absolutely. Once again, my bet online picks will be um, take the puck line Florida minus one and a half, and take the under. That are my picks, obviously. Um, I advise everyone to make, to make sound judgments on your own. Don't, you don't have to listen to me. I have been doing moderately decent on some of my picks. So, um, well, uh, as we were discussing, like before the podcast started, like the gambling lines seem pretty consistent because no one really knows anything yet. Like it's still like pretty small sample size and that's, you know, True for the professional gamblers, it's true for us as well. We're all still learning things at this point. Uh, in each game, get a little bit more information. Get a little bit better idea of what the teams look like. Exactly. That's what also makes hockey very hard to bet on because there's a lot of things. But, again, um, it's also fun to do so. So, um, Also, yeah. guys, please gamble responsibly. I, I should of have course. to say that. Um <laughs> Anyways, we still got more to get to uh, on this episode. We'll talk a little bit of Tucson. They had themselves a couple games this weekend. They're home openers over the weekend. So we will talk about that in just a sec. Before that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. They've got flavors ranging from Cherry Barcia to Mint Brownie double chocolate, orange cookies and cream, German chocolate, and more. Um, I recently tried their one of their limited-time paranormal pumpkin. Um, also, blueberry muffin, not bad at all. I like these. I, you know, these are pretty good. Um, and, yeah, again, they're, <laughs> they're pretty good-tasting protein bars. I super recommend them. Um, the best part is they are high in protein, uh, they are low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. Uh, so they are amazingly healthy. That's what's the amazing thing about these. They taste great and they're healthy. So that's amazing thing about Built Bar. So if you guys, I want you guys to try it too. So if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, you go to LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. So once again, back here on Locked On Coyotes, Robin Leano and Carl Pavlik. As we get ready to, uh, well, we, we talked about the, the Florida Panthers game, but we're uh, preparing, preparing you for a lot of different things. Let's go ahead and start doing a little bit of other recap of uh, the other team here in Arizona, the other hockey team here in Arizona, the American Hockey League team, Tucson Roadrunners, the development team for the Arizona Coyotes. The, the team that has all of the players who are probably going to be better this year than most of the players on the Coyotes roster, at least like stats wise, like against their competition, they will have better outcomes. I don't want to imply that they're better players than the NHL players. I mean, let's put it this way. The Roadrunners are uh, two and two in the first four games. Um, They got two regulation wins and two regulation losses. Um, And, I gotta say, uh, their wins looked good. Their losses, not so. I mean, one of their losses was like one by one goal. This most recent one uh, last night was not a good one. It was six to two to Texas. They always have a problem with Texas. It almost seems like, yeah. Um, 
And a back-to-backs are hard, especially when you start your goaltender back-to-back, Ivan Prosvetov. Do I trust mm. him a lot? Yes, but starting a goaltender back-to-back is hard. Yes. Yeah, it definitely can be. Uh, I'm surprised that they elected to go with him for the back-to-back. Um, but, you know, two and two, not a not a terrible record. Much better than the Coyotes with their zero four and one yeah that is a good thing and and again like what like what you were saying some of these players are going to have better stats in the american league than 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 players will have in the uh up, up in the nhl level and um here's a good example of that in uh saturday's game the one i was at the uh the first star of the game was no none other than ben mccartney who got himself a natural hat trick very nice, very nice for for Ben. Uh, McCartney definitely kind of. I think he really seemed to to catch the fan base's attention during the preseason. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a really good rookie faceoff tournament. Looked good in the preseason. Uh, I think everyone was expecting him to go down, but it's it's nice to see that that success is continue to translate in the AHL. Uh, we do often see players who you know. They get sent down. They're frustrated. Uh, they struggle a bit to start off, find their game. Uh, they calm down, and they're like, okay, this is where I got to be. This is where I need to work on stuff. But, yeah, if he's hitting the ground running, that's great. And that's the good thing, too, is is uh, is not just McCartney, but seeing other players do well, too. Liam Kirk got his first North American professional goal Um on on Saturday as well, he scored the first goal. That was part of that four nothing win over Texas. Um, Vladislav um, Koyachinuk got an assist on one of the goals. Um, there, you know, a lot of these players, a lot of these prospects that are huge, highly touted prospects for the future of the Coyotes, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, uh, I mean Liam Kirk. It's always great to see because whenever he does anything good, we get to to see the UK fans' uh, reaction to it. They love Kirk, um, and yeah, I, I don't think he had a great preseason. So no. he he was a player that you know I was definitely looking forward to seeing like what he can do professional wise because he has had a, an interesting development. Um, you know. You know the what UK I say is not a traditional like path for players. What I was saying will be a pretty big difference. It's probably why it was tough for him in preseason. It was the kid has to adjust to the North American game. Yeah, North American game at the the, the, the hockey in North America is very different than overseas. Yeah, he's played like what was it two or three seasons for for Petersburg. Um, yeah, he did, but like then he went overseas and he played yeah. internationally, and like you know, and he, again, and he was trained in the UK for the most part. Like, yeah, trained in the UK, played largely in the UK, um, and you know, there's some advantages to that because he's playing against you know men, uh, but they're, they're they're men playing in the UK, so it's not one of the top leagues, even in uh, Europe by European standards. Uh, all power to him. Uh, I have definitely followed some from some UK hockey at various points in my life. And they, you know, they, they're very passionate fan bases, but it's not the, you know, the go-to spot for European hockey. Yeah, it's definitely not. There are a lot of other places that people go to. Um, but I mean, and, and and it seems like he's adjusting well though. He's readjusting well. Again, he got that goal. He got that goal on 
uh, on on fr- on Saturday. I was losing my tra- train out there, but um, but yeah, always happens with back to backs because you're like, when was that? Uh, um, what about uh Barrett Hayton? How, how's he been doing? Uh, he had, I believe, an assist um on Saturday. Um, I think did he? Maybe. Um, but he's been looking good. I mean, his his presence is there, and it looks like he's there. I mean, he might not get in the score sheet a lot to start off the season. But again, he's. Uh, I mean, he's he he looks pretty decent. I'm trying to get his his stats up right here as I try to find it. I mean, Hayton was always like initially touted as a defensively responsible center, um, and he had like a good offensive flair after he was drafted. But he is supposed to be a player who can like play well away from the puck. Um, you know, very important thing to, for a center, you know, still generate offense. So I'd like to see him get a bit more, but this is his development time. He's still a very young forward um, who has had to deal with a whole lot of things affecting his development that you don't typically see. Yeah. One, here, so here's an interesting thing. I'm, I tried to bring up Barrett Hayden's stats. Uh, he's only got one point in this in the, through the first four games, which is one assist. He's posting a plus one. Um, so he's, you know, he's, when he's on the ice, they're doing a little bit better. Um, yeah. Uh, he's got six penalty minutes. <laughs> mm. um, and only five shots rec- recorded. So that, again, like, like you said, he's, he, he is more focused on, on, on the defensive side, being a defensive center. Which, yeah. are, which, 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 which makes sense, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, you know, hopefully uh, we get to see a little bit more of him maybe once he gets used to, to Verde's system. Um, because despite him playing with the Roadrunners last year, he was not playing under Verde. Uh, Verde no. was up with uh, NHL. Yeah. Uh, and then one last player uh, that I think everyone's kind of curious about, uh, Yan Unique. How's he been doing? Yan Unique, uh, he's at two points. He's got a goal and an assist through the first four games. Um, I'm loving his presence. He's got the, again, he's, he's continuing the physical presence, but he doesn't need to do it as much as he used to. He doesn't need he like he is not the one that has to fight people anymore because that's why the kite, that's why the coyotes brought in Boko Imama to be, <laughs> to be that person. Speaking of which it was funny on Saturday when Boko Imama and, um, and Jeremy Gregoire got in the fight. I'm like, where have I heard these two names before? Ah, uh, and and around that same, probably around that same time, Liam O'Brien was dropping the gloves uh, with uh, I forget who he uh, who he fought against the Islanders. The Coyotes are definitely a more physical team, and, and I've mentioned this before. Like one of the things that was always kind of lost in translation, like reading about uh, Unique, is just how physical a player he is. Like right getting to see him in preseason at that rookie faceoff, I'm like, man, this guy throws people around. So, yeah, I, I would like to see him develop into a very good offensive player. Um, in addition to that physical, and I'm glad he's able to like maybe focus on that with, uh, with some muscle in Tucson, but, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be curious to see how those two develop, especially. It will be. And again, 
for the for the uh, Tucson Runners to start two and two, pretty good. Obviously, I'd expect them to start a little bit better. Again, losing six to two on Sunday is not a way to go on a back to back. But like we said, starting pro Todd back to back, I, I'm maybe they thought they they decided Kojinat wasn't ready to start a game, but could be. Um, but it's it's still early in Tucson. Uh, it's also still early in the Coyotes rebuild. We talk about uh, the Roadrunners being the better team this year. And that's probably going to be the case, but I think like they're really going to start paying off dividends like two years from now when they get like the players that the Coyotes draft in the next couple of years and just kind of get restocked with all that young talent that exactly. they get to develop. Exactly, exactly. For those who want to follow the Tucson Roadrunners, their next game, uh, the next games are this weekend at home. So if you want to come, if you're in Phoenix, want to come on the I-10 and watch the Roadrunners take on their uh border rivals the san diego goals um and we know they hate each other that's kind of no secret so it'll be fun yeah uh the carriers are playing the hurricanes on sunday but saturday head down to tucson watch a game exactly that should be that should be fun especially with uh, the potential of seeing some players down there in san diego um who's active for them who are the leading guys i'm actually curious I actually don't recognize half these people. All right. <laughs> As always happens uh, in minor league, you're like, huh, I guess I haven't gotten as much buzz about this as I thought I did. Uh, mainly because uh, Zegers and Drysdale are up in Anaheim. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. that's right. The the Anaheim Ducks are a, a very uh, like they have their good players with them now. They're at that stage where they're, you know, they're not great yet, but they're getting stocked up. And in a couple of years, they'll be pretty solid. Absolutely. But we are out of time here. Um, we are going over time, actually. So we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, a like, a comment or subscribe we are available everywhere you get to podcasts including youtube for our video podcasts um if you don't forget to interact with us on social media we are available at lo underscore coyotes at rob Leonel one that's me and at carl pavlik ffh that is carl um you can once again follow us uh send us any questions you might have either via just a mention or a dm we'll answer them right back or potentially on a future episode of the Locked On Caddies podcast. Anyways, that is it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.